Hello everyone and welcome to Club Reaction to St John 1 Rangers 2 here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Pfft, see, 45 minutes a second, 45 minutes anyway, certainly sparked into life and Rangers have managed to come away with a, uh, with a win and it's all that really matters after the, the, the kind of second half that we, we kind of went through. Uh, I am your host Scott Carney, uh, joining me is Scott Gemmell, how's it going mate? Yeah, very good. Very good now. Um, there was a point in that game where um, I was feeling very, very low, but now very, very happy. Very, very high. I was actually just saying to you, mate, before we started recording there, that it's quite hard when you're kind of taking odd notes during a game like that, and then you end up at the end very, very happy, whereas during it, I wasn't very happy. So um, it's one of the things. Jamie Lowe, mate, how's it going? Good as well. Much, much better than uh, I... Uh, our, our Saturday, we can go and enjoy our Saturday, rest of our Saturday now. Yeah, Ali will be delighted the fact that it's not ruined the Saturday anyway, for sure. Um, as you say, lads, it's one of those games, and uh, as one of the, I'll say it in the description of this pod, these are the these are the games that win your leagues, uh, and this is why I think we all really love this Rangers team as well, because we don't give up. Um, we Even if we're not playing well, we continue to battle on, and today it's, it's came off for Rangers, and we've managed to get out of, out of Perth with three points. So we'll jump into it. Um, the team today was McLaughlin, Tavernier, Balogun, Holanda, Bassey, Davis, Kamara, Aribo, Kent, Roof and Morelos. The bench was McGregor, Lundstrom, Simpson, Wright, Sakala, Barisic and Arfield. So after 80-odd Premier League matches, um, Golden drops out due to having to self-isolate. That was confirmed by uh, Gerard at the start of the game. So, Scotia, I think that's the biggest shock, maybe, uh, that obviously um, Golden's having to self-isolate. He's obviously Mr. Undroppable, but maybe a few eyebrows at Bassey coming back in. No, I think I'd mentioned um, yesterday in the club preview that given that Barisic had played um, on Wednesday night, um, that Bassi could potentially come in. And you've got to remember as well, apart from the old firm game, it's been Bassi that's been starting um, the most recent league games. Um, so not too, too surprised that Bassi was in. I mean, the big shock when you first see the team is obviously Goldson. Um, but obviously Gerard's confirmed, unfortunately, that he's having to self-isolate. So hope he's hope he's okay in any case. Yeah, Jamie, your thoughts on the starting eleven? Yeah, we we mentioned it as well as in a uh, about about possibly Bassey coming in, but Goldson was obviously the big the big surprise, and then we debated the the goalkeeping position. But um, you debated obviously the, none of us were really. Well, yeah, I, I started the debate by, by suggesting that Crowley might hold on to his place, but uh, I, I guess it's hard to tell. Um, we're speaking as well about how, you know, especially with people going away with international duty, but um, I think COVID, unfortunately, is going to have a real impact on the squad this season. Um, so, yeah, it, it was a bit of a shock to, to see that Goldson was missing. Um, and then Bassey coming in, I thought I thought Bassey had done quite well, so... Um, someone I think we can depend on. So I was still, I was still as much as there was a surprise there. I was still comfortable when I seen the team sheet um, initially. Yeah, same mate. I think I was quite comfortable with the team as well. Obviously, when you do see Golden not there, you immediately thought as well. It's obviously a knock, and then obviously you forget what kind of times that we're living in. And obviously, Gerard's confirmed that it's due to self isolating, which is a bit of a shame. Um, obviously, as well, 
what we're going to come on to talk to in the match. Um, centre halves are falling like flies right now. So, uh, but we'll get into that. So, into the into the game, lads. I into the first half and half time. It's now now. That's pretty much all I can say about the first half. Not very much to go on. Uh, well, there's odd wee bits we can pick out in the first half, to be honest. But the first half was turgid, man. Absolutely turgid. It was a very, very scrappy game. Uh, one first thing I noted was that Bassin uh, was up against Rooney down the left-hand side. And I think it would be interesting to see them two in a boxing ring, never mind on a, a football pitch. I think that would be a paper, pay-per-view event on, on Sky anyway. But, yeah, I mean... the. <laughs> It was really scrappy. The, the kind of the entire half, Rangers settled into a wee bits of rhythm within the game, um, but nothing really at all to, to kind of to encourage you. I think that's the most the kind of thing I can say. I was I was very frustrated at the end of the end of the first half. Um, nine minutes, McLaughlin has booked for a, a long ball over the top to Halloran. Um, but it kind of showed what St Johnston were trying to do. McLaughlin was miles away from this Scotia. Let's be honest, he wasn't really very close. <laughs> yeah, well, he would have been if it was anyone but a Halloran, but he's a, he's a really wee speedy player, you know, and I think he's just misjudged how quick a Halloran actually is. And yeah, no complaints. But I think that straight away Kenny rocked him a wee bit. Although he, well, he wasn't tested overly much throughout the game, but yeah, I, I know, know where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie, you could see what St Johnston were going to try and do. Pretty much throughout the first half, they decided they'll defend in numbers as strength that they can and leave O'Halloran as far forward as they'll get away with and just try and hit a long ball over the top because we've got he was up against Halander uh, and he, he's going to outrun Halander every day of the week. Yeah, it's, we, we sort of had an idea what to expect. We, we did um, imagine they were going to try and keep it keep it tight. Um Scotia, you'd you'd um, mentioned last night. You know, St Johnson haven't had a great start to the season, so um, picking up, you know, a point or, or anything to the game was going to be was going to be positive. So, uh, yeah, uh, they set they set out to, to really frustrate us, and then, like you say, we know um, what sort of attributes O'Halloran has. So those balls over the top were were um, were tricky at times, and we're catching us out, but. Um, especially with that moment you mentioned of McLaughlin coming out and um, clearing right through the ball and player, but I to be expected. But again, can see why they why they done that, and it was it, it was effective. Yeah, it definitely was. It was quite clear what they were what they were trying to do. Um, but the sixteen minutes Rangers, that's the first note that I'd made that they were starting to kind of settle down a wee bit, starting to play a rebo, just couldn't get a shot off. Um, kind of fault to Kamara who did a fantastic turn. We did quite a few fantastic turns today. He, Kamara was was decent in spells. Um, leads to a Bassi cross, but it's turned behind for a corner. They say Bassi again does well, get a cross in just after that. Eribo can't quite get to it, and it doesn't quite fall for Roof. Um, Rangers were kind of huffing and puffing, but the first 25 minutes, no keeper really had a save to make. And to be honest, there was no real chance for any team. Um, after this, it was... I noted um, it was consistent fouling for St Johnston, and I know we say this all the time. This is what these teams do against us. But Jamie Willie Collum um, again. I don't want to make it all about the referee, but he will do anything that he can to make sure it's his show and nobody else's. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Uh, there was there was a lot of really niggly fouls throughout. Um, in the first half, even in the second half, actually, there was there was some uh, from our 
our our team as well. Um, I know I know we'll get on to the incident later on, but I'm very surprised that he never he never uh, got the red card out at any stage of the game. I was feeling that. I kind of had that in it, Scott, didn't it? It was especially the way they kind of, the, the, the scrappiness of the, it wasn't really a battle, it was more just scrappy football from both teams, but it was leading to numerous fouls from different players. Yeah, it was, Willie Collin was so inconsistent. There was a period where we had the ball down in our left-back position, and then we'd go all the way up to their right-back position, and Bassey eventually conceded the, the foul. But the whole way up that we foul, it was a foul on a St Johnston player, then it was a foul on a Rangers player, then it was a foul on a St Johnston player, and Willie Collin wasn't giving them. But then at other parts of the game, he was giving those exact same fouls. Um, I, I, I don't know what he's all about. To be honest, it's, uh, as you say, it's his show. It's, it's literally it's my ball, it's my rules. So that's the way Willie Collin is. He's just the most incompetent referee I've ever came across in my life. I, I, I can't, I can't stand him. Uh, I, I really can't. I just every every time he seems to do a match, I end up talking about him. The best referees in the world. Um, you don't talk about them, and that says you that says everything about them, really. Uh, 36 minutes, and it's the first shot on target. Roof um, from the edge of the box, Aribo wins the ball uh, back quite high up the pitch, gets it to Roof, who kind of cuts back onto his right from the edge of the box, uh, but it's kind of palmed away quite easily from Clark. Not a great deal to get into that. And then Miller completely takes out Ryan Kent as Rangers are trying to break, and he gets a booking for his troubles. However, on the replay, again, I don't want to be picking holes in things. Scotia, I think this was quite a nasty tackle. Yeah, this is for me. This falls into the that um, orange orange card. Yeah, the orange. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Kent was always getting fouled, and he always does in every game because he's such a wee tricky player. Um, but yeah, it was quite nasty, and it wasn't the wasn't it, it was the worst of the lot. But it wasn't the first or last one he got throughout the game. No, Jamie, what's your thoughts on it after you seen the replay of it? He effectively. I know, I know it wasn't a two-footer, but he effectively tackled with both feet as in the initial challenge is sort of left and then he made sure with the, with the right. Um, it was really dangerous and I think that's why um, I think it was both Aribo, Kamara and maybe even Roof were, were kind of around the referee and, and asking for, you know, that was a really dangerous foul. Uh, like you say, I think we were lucky that um, Kent almost looked as if he was expecting it and he was kind of on the way down. Whereas if, if he almost stayed on his feet, I think it could have been really 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 serious so um yeah there was a couple of that probably was the worst of the game but uh i i'm surprised he stayed on the park for the full game yes i say we'll, we will definitely come on to that roof then has a an overhead kick i don't even know if it, an attempt at an overhead kick and then the ball goes miles over the bar on 42 minutes but it's it's half time um and it's nothing each as i say it's a very very touched affair um i've spoke to ali at half time and Ali being, you know, the way Ali is, he's like, this is, get Dundee United written all over it, but for the, I suppose Scotia could kind of see where he was coming from, it didn't really, I didn't know where it was going to come from today for Rangers, to be honest, after that first half. Yeah, it was a frustrating first half, I mean, we were totally in control of the game, um, we just didn't have that killer instinct in the last third, um, a bit too slow, taking too many touches, I felt Morelos was a bit anonymous, Certainly, they've been very much so in the first half. Um, but I don't know if that's him and Roof were getting in each other's way, kind of playing in the positions that they would not, Morelos would normally play if a Roof wasn't there. So that's maybe something he needs to work out on. Um, I thought this would have been a perfect game for Hadji. 
linking up <laughs> midfield to attack. Mm-hmm. So I, I spoke to Ali at halftime as well, and I was saying, yeah, Hadji would be great to bring on, but maybe maybe an Arfield-like player to kind of just bring in that gap between midfield, midfield and attack, because it, it was frustrating. We just, yeah. And uh, to be fair, in St. Johnson, I thought he defended really well. So yeah, them, I'm um, credit. In my other group chat, um, my cousin David, he said the same thing. He was like, got to give it to St. Johnston. They know how to absolutely rip the arse out of a game of football. And that's exactly what they've done. Uh, they stopped Rangers really getting anything going at all. Jamie, I'll just go back to something Scotia mentioned there. Roof and Morelos. Do you think Roof, uh, what's the, what's the kind of, don't know the kind of right way to put it, but do you think he thinks he should be playing what Morelos is playing? Put it that way. <laughs> That's his strongest position. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. I think they. I think if they were both given, you know, or asked the question, they would both want to play through the middle. Um, whilst I think they both, because that's the thing when you when you look at the team and you watch even that front three, they do interchange. Um, I know Kent, look, well, he, he drops back, he drops deep to actually pick up the ball, but they all move about. They're not really stationary. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I do want to see them both playing and I do hope they can because there was some moments where they were, you know, there was some, some one-twos and some decent movement between the two of them, but um, it, it did seem to break down when it got to that area of the pitch. So I think it's a good point as in, again, how many games have they played together? Probably not that many. Um, so, yeah, just like we've been saying, time time will tell. Um mm-hmm. But I, I think going back to that point about St. Johnson and, and being really kind of stuffy and frustrating, I, I thought similar, as in I, I didn't phone Ali at halftime. I must be the only person that never. Uh, but, he phoned me. Uh, right. So I um, so I thought I thought similarly, as in where's, where's the goal going to come from? But I suppose one thing um, about this Rangers team is we, we are extremely fit and for a team that are sitting defending for their lives, they're going to start to tire. Um, and I thought that did. I thought that was evident in the second half. And we did start to pick out wee holes and, and get a bit further up the park and, and make things happen. Um, as much as we don't like to see Aribo in you know, that deeper position, I thought he was um, key to that. I thought he was, even in the first half, he was he was trying his best to make things, make things happen and um, thread from um, back to front. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'd agree with that. I think Aribo showed pretty much the whole game his desire. Um, he really did. Uh, I can't really criticise Joe Aribo today. So we'll get into the second half and on 50 minutes and Johnson take the lead. So it's a, a rather simple ball over the top to O'Halloran. He gets just a wee burst of pace to take himself away from Hollander. Hollander really doesn't cover himself in glory. He's kind of a wee bit like Bambi on ice, loses his footing. O'Halloran manages to turn inside and it's a, it's a, well, it's a good finish for him. Um, I'm not going to lie, it's a it's a good finish, but Scotia, this is the last thing that we needed for the start of this half. Yeah, it was, and I knew it was coming. I, I purposely write down like thoughts at periods during the game so that I don't change my mind. He's a psychic. Scotia's a psychic. Yeah, so <laughs> 20, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, I've got something noted down that see a few loose but balls or passes at the back or a ball over the top, O'Halloran poses a threat um, and that's precisely what happened. You, you knew that was going to happen. It was the way St. Johnson set up to play um, and you knew you knew it was going to happen at some point. Yeah. Jamie, your thoughts on the, the goal? Uh, it was in the group, there was a comment in the group chat uh, kind of with 10 minutes to go that 
St Johnston were going to go route one, to which I responded, "That's they've been playing route one since the start of the game, hasn't? <laughs> we, we knew that's how they were they were, they were intending on setting up, and, and why wouldn't you? You know, there's been times where um, we've set that up that way up, uh, you know, against um, tougher European sides, not necessarily route one, but you, you play to your strengths, right? And Halloran, we know he's got a lot of pace, so um, it was effective. We've seen that." You know when McLaughlin had rushed out in the first half, so um, but that I he, he took it very well. Halander, uh, I don't know whether it was the side he was caught on, but he just looked very uncomfortable with that ball over the top. wasn't able to to clear it or get a decent uh, connection on the ball. And Halloran, um, as you say, capitalised on it. Took took the the finish really well. Um, McLaughlin didn't really have much much chance because it was pretty much in the top corner. Yeah, I really didn't have much chance. As I say, it's the warning sign was there from the, the ninth minute, as we said, from the first ball that went over the top. This was um, this was their game plan, and it came off for them on in that attempt. Uh, as I say, a and should do better. As I say, I, I'm not going to completely not criticise Holander, who, in my personal opinion, today was not good. Um, it really wasn't. I don't know. If it because Golden wasn't there, I don't know. Again, that's the easy the easy link to make. But I thought he I thought he struggled in parts today. Uh, we'll move on. So Rangers should equalise pretty much straight away. A fired ball across the face of the goal. But Ellis just can't get onto it. Um, but again, it's unlucky. It is unlucky. But I was screaming at the telly at this point. I was like, fuck's sake. Um, but uh, Kent's then taken out again. No booking from Column. Kent is then taken out again. No booking from Column. And that wasn't a typo, by the way. I deliberately meant to put that twice because Ryan Kent was getting booted from pillar to post today off multiple players. It's that kind of thing St. Johnston Duro. It's the persistent fouling. It's you go foul him, and then once you've done it, I'll foul him, and then somebody else will go and they'll foul him. And again, it's within the rules, yes, but the column, there should have been more bookings than what there was. Well, from open play, we're about to come to uh, a, a moment of a bit of madness anyway. And then it's a penalty for Rangers. The the, the three words we love to hear, penalty for Rangers. Um, look, it's a penalty all day long. Um, Ryan Kent's inside the box. He turns Muller. Muller catches his leg and he brings him down. Um, Roof then steps up and makes it 1-1. So, this is the whole double jeopardy rule thing. I think, Scotia, you'd said to me, I'm not 100% sure how this works. Muller is on a booking already. Um, if Kent stays, if he doesn't fill Kent, Kent turns him there, Kent's got a clear shot on goal. Um, so is this the double jeopardy rule? <laughs> yeah, I'm not entirely sure. That's what I first thought when there was no booking shown, that it must be, or Collins taking it to be that. Um, I'm not entirely sure of the rule. I'm not a qualified referee or anything like that, but that's what came to my mind, that that's, the reason that he hasn't been booked, I think, was it Aberdeen we played last season, and that happened to us as well. We got the penalty, mm-hmm. but the, the, the boy wasn't sent off. That's um, right. But I, I don't know if it has to be the last man as well, which he wasn't the last man. So I'm, I'm not entirely sure. But that that's the only reason I can see why he's not been given a second yellow is because it wasn't the last man, and Collins decided that that's not how the double jeopardy rule works or whatever. I say I don't really fully understand that double jeopardy rule thing. Makes not a lot of sense to me. Jamie, a bit interesting. Roof steps up to hit a penalty, but we converted it well. I, I I wasn't sure what to think. As an immediately, you just think Tav's Tav's going to take this. Um, but Roof's Roof's a very good striker of the ball, so I, I was confident when he when he took a hold of it. It just um, 
it just gives me the fear when some when people put penalties down the middle. But fair enough, he, he was confident enough and um, finished it well. Yes, he did. Um, he finished it very well. Rangers are obviously back in the game at this point. Scotia, it was mentioned on um, the Sky commentary that to have missed a penalty against Xander Clark, do you think there's anything in that? Or do you think now, if Ruth and Tav are on the, the pitch at the same time, Ruth's now the penalty taker? Um, I don't know, because did Ruth not miss a penalty against Clark as well? Mm. In that game? Yeah. Did he? Um, oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Okay. But it must think, be then, Ruth. Yeah, I think as well, we've Tav's missed, what, three of his last four penalties? Something like so that, yeah. It could be that. But yeah, I mean... I'm always a bit more comfortable when it's a, a striker that's taking penalties, and unless it's like a really classy midfielder that you'd always know can put it away. Um, but Tab's been really good in the penalties, so I have no complaints if either of them it were to take them. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Whoever's fancying it more and whoever's feel more up for it, I suppose. And then there's a bit of afters after the goal. Uh, scored Roof and Craig come together. Um, Roof obviously goes to pick up the ball. Craig then tries to stop him. They two kind of square off to each other. Morelos comes charging in. Craig goes down like Morelos has just stuck the nut on him. It was far from that. I think it was a, a high push, I'll call it, from Morelos. Rooney gets involved. All a bit up near at this point, but Jamie, I'm thinking, well, Wilfredo Morelos is getting sent off here because Willie Collins in charge. Aye, I, I, was, I was certain he was going off at that point, as in just just really daft, as in aye, Morelos. Aye, sorry, Roof already had the ball in his hand and he was going obviously about to take the ball back up to this, the uh, centre to restart the game um, for whatever reason the St Johnson boy get involved and like you say hi 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 push that's well put um, <laughs> but I was I no I was I was surprised you could see when he lost his face he thought oh no I've uh, I've went and done it again here but I <laughs> fair, fair enough I was just glad to see he was still in the park even though I do agree Scotia I thought he was quite um, he had a quiet game unfortunately so maybe that was just his way of making sure that everybody knew he was still in the park <laughs> yeah I think he, he, Scotia he, was, he did cut a wee bit of a frustrated figure today Alfredo Morello so that might have just been the wee rush of blood to the head that he, that he had Um Again, in fairness to Willie Collum, that's probably the right thing to do. What he's done there is just book everybody. Yeah, it was all about handbags. I mean, I, I like seeing a player going up to defend their teammate when something like that happens. Um, but I think he just got right at the final moment. He just got a wee rush of button went in a wee bit too, too hard and more than he wanted to. And um, Craig made a wee bit of a meal of it. But I think it was just one of those things that that happens. Um, so I was really shocked that a red card wasn't shown to anyone. Um, yeah, four yellow cards was probably the correct decision in the end. So fair yeah, play to call him in that. That's the only time yeah, I phrase him. That is the only time I was just like, hurry up and book them on. Let's just go on, mate. After it was done, I was like, let's just play football so Morelos doesn't get sent off. Um, There's a great wee screenshot of Morelos after the game and he's like just looking calm. <laughs> it's it his face. It was his face in the replay as well. And you see his face after he done it, he turned around and his face is just screwed up and he's got his hands out and I'm like, Morelos, fuck's sake, man. <laughs> like... I'm down, but I mean, look, I'm never going to, I'm never going to criticise a guy for backing up his teammate as well, mate. I, I'm never going to criticise that, but it's just because it's Morelos, and you immediately think, oh no, do you know what I mean? Because that's just what Scottish referees love to do. Morelos is just send them off, but everybody got away with a booking, so I suppose we'll take that and we'll move on. Uh, Rangers really continue to pile on the pressure. Um, Kent's got an effort from the edge of the box that goes wide. 
and into kind of 70 minutes. Um, as you'd mentioned earlier on, Jamie, I was thinking it's now time to maybe make a few substitutes. So Johnson will begin to look a wee bit leggy. They've been defending for the majority of that match. Um, let's not lie and say the game was even. Rangers dominated possession, uh, but possession doesn't win you football uh, football games, I suppose. Rangers were really nearly caught out again after that. Hollanders let Kane get a ball into the box far too easily. Uh, Balligan's first to it, and I think it was Crawford for St Johnston, blazed it over the bar. But it was far too easy for um, St Johnston to get the ball into the box. Hollander again has a bit of a nightmare up against O'Halloran, leads to a shot from the edge of the box uh, from the cutback, but it's deflected over. And this is the last bit of action, Jamie, for Hollander, and he stays down. He obviously he gets stretched off. We don't know if that's a bit of precaution from the physios or what, but we go to an isolation. Uh, Hollander obviously going off injured today, who didn't have his great the best of games up to that point. We could be um, we could be looking at Balogun and Bassett um, centre half for the Leon game. Or as I suggested last night, Tav. Oh God, <laughs> uh, that was that was a joke. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's never nice to see, especially him getting um, you know actually physically carried off rather than limping off. So that that really doesn't look good. Um, I know we'd spoken last night as well about. Hollander as well as Barisic having played so uh, so soon prior to today. Um, so whether he was maybe carrying a knock and, and he's aggravated it, like you say, he, he didn't have a, a great game. He didn't really look all that comfortable. So um, hopefully it's not too serious, but I, I fear it, it might be he's out for a couple of weeks. And like you say, um, we were obviously talking about the Euro squad last night uh, and it's just, it's... Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how we how we now shape up because we're assuming Goldson's now going to be out um, as well as Hollander. So does it become either Balogun, Bassey? Um, I take it the Euro squad is final as and there's no way of us then adding Simpson in given there's COVID impact there? Or I'm not too sure. I know you can probably um, do it for goalkeepers, but I'm not sure how it works for right. like the rest of your squad. It's probably pretty much set in stone. I don't know if there's any COVID, COVID kind of stuff as well. I don't know if there's any COVID stuff, though that's a good point, mate. There might be. Um, I, I'm not 100% sure on that, if there's going to be or not. Uh, I mean, obviously, if there is, then you bring Simpson back into the squad. Do you know what I mean? Why would you not? Yeah. But, but like, but like you was... say, as in... Sorry, I was just going to say, finally, even, even with that, it would give us potentially Balogun and Simpson, who is our, our, our centre-back pairing, which... Against Leon, uh, gives me the fear a wee bit. Yeah, it does give me the fear a wee bit. Obviously, Scotia, I was saying on the last pod that we did, I didn't uh, the last pod that we done. Sorry, that I, I didn't see how much football. I didn't see Jack Simpson getting very much football this season, and he's come back the next, literally the next game, and come on and played. But it's not ideal, mate, going into Leon. No, it's not. And um, one thing with the Euro squad and. I'm just going to put this out there, but it won't happen and it will be really harsh on the lads. You've obviously got Leon King and Lewis Mayo as well. They're, they're in the squad because they're you know they're Rangers players, they're Scottish. Anyone that's played champ man know that those those are the rules as home, long as you're the that. homegrown thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you can be you can be in the squad. So they are there, but I think that would be very harsh on them to make put them in for the Leon game, particularly when Goldson's not there. I don't I probably don't give Goldson enough credit to how much he cams that defence, and that's potentially one of the reasons Hollander was a wee bit off it today. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's, it's a bit worrying. Um, what are we going to do? <laughs> well, again, it's going to become a catchphrase on this podcast. Time will tell. Time will tell what's going to happen. <laughs> um, I say it's not ideal, obviously, going into it. Obviously, we need to wait for the full assessment of Hollander's injury. Uh, but you would like to, th- well, you would think that he's probably going to miss the Leon game and, and Golden definitely will because it'll be at least 10 days that Golden needs to isolate for now. So um, that must have just happened this morning, I would imagine. Um, I'm see, see with that, I think potentially see if he's a close contact to someone that's maybe got the symptoms. He can then do the test and if it comes back negative. Right, free to play, so it could be something like that. Then, so it might not be the full ten days. Hopefully, we'll just need to wait and see how that plays yeah, out. Yeah, f- fingers crossed. It'd be, it'd be ideal to have Goldson back for Thursday night. Uh, Morelos then comes off. As I say we spoke about Morelos. She was just a bit frustrated today. Sakala then comes on. Uh, Sakala straight away manages to latch onto a ball and gets Rangers up the pitch. The ball then falls to the edge of the right hand side to Tav with a. Absolute wonder strike of a goal with dip, with power, right into the far corner from the edge of the right hand, uh, the, the, the right hand side of the box. And uh, I think I, I don't even know if it was Andy Walker that said it, and I actually agreed with him, but it was like he just hit a free kick. Jamie, it was absolutely spectacular. Keeper had no chance, not no a chance. chance to coin a phrase you've used recently, Scott. Uh, Two keepers are not saving that, as in it starts <laughs> off obviously pretty high, a lot of dip, um, just an excellent strike and exactly what we needed. Um, we were obviously messaging in the group chat thinking, you know, why we still not made a change here. Sakala comes on and just makes a, an immediate impact. Um, I was pleased for him because I, I think I think he will he will be important. I think he needs to get up to the speed of... Um, Scottish football, whether that's putting on a bit of muscle, um, I don't know, but he's he's definitely got attributes to to, to come in and um, support support the squad. But I, when the ball broke to Tav, I actually shouted shoot, and what a shot it was! Yeah, Scottish I was up for that one. I was definitely up for that one when I went, and it was an absolutely beautiful, beautiful strike. Yeah, well, as all you can really say, it was it was wonderful, but when. We know this from Tav. We know Tav can do this. I think the first game he, league game he played for us way back when we played Hibs, he scored an absolute belter of a free kick um, all those years ago now. So we know Tav can do this. And yeah, it was just wonderful. Particularly because he's obviously been at missed the last couple of games um, due to the COVID that he, or you know, self-isolation, don't know if he had it or not, but um, oh, it was wonderful. Um, and exactly what you needed. I'm jumping around in the room screaming, <laughs> Probably folk out in the back gardens around about me going, what the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah, from from my negative shouting that was happening to me um, to to that, I yeah, honestly, it's, it's I'm such a roller coaster of emotions when you watch game of football. And then my notes completely change as well because I'm not angry anymore because <laughs> I'm happy that we're leading. <laughs> uh, but Lundstrom, as I say, I I, I I can't say enough about that goal. It is everything that you want your captain to do for you in your, your kind of time of need. And it's just an absolutely beautiful goal. As I say, Sander Clark's a good keeper. He's a big lad. And Tav still managed to get it up and over him with a kind of whip and dip on it. It was absolutely brilliant. So Rangers obviously try to shoot it up from then on in. Lundstrom um, comes on for Ryan Kent. 85 minutes. Rangers are really seeing the game out. Um, not a lot happens. And Johnston start to kind of fire long balls forward as much as they possibly can trying to latch on to anything uh, Simpson for the small 
kind of participation that he had. He, I thought he managed himself quite well. Um, there was nothing really to complain about. And he did his job. He kept things simple, put the ball out, the, out, of, the, out of play when he had to. Um, five minutes added on time. Rangers actually get a break at one point with Lundstrom. He breaks forward, plays a great ball with Sakala, who's just offside, but it was really unlucky. And then Scotia, we just spoke about it before we started recording as well, the last-minute corner, and Xander Clark's running up to go into the box, and I'm thinking, not again, <laughs> not again. <laughs> no, that's it. You're like, oh, no, I've seen this movie before, <laughs> and not that long ago either. Uh, so I had to worry. I think um, Andy Walker actually made the point in commentary again. He was like, could he do it again? And I'm like, don't <laughs> say that. Don't tempt fate. <laughs> but uh, thank yeah, God it I, didn't. Nothing that came nah, in. I know. I just did the f- absolute fear of it. I really did. I was like, oh, no. I surely not. I wouldn't be able to cope with that again. But yeah, uh, we'll just finish up. I say that's full time. Uh, Jamie, your thoughts at full time? Um, again, these are the games that win you leagues. We have found a way to win today. Yeah, especially so important having gone a, a goal down um, and just continuing to, to try and turn the screw. And, and like I said, it felt like in the second half, St. Johnson were, were beginning to tire and we were we were getting a, a wee bit more and making more of the possession. So aye, a really big win. Um, we obviously predicted it to be a wee bit more comfortable than it was. But aye, at the end of the day, it's three points. And at least from a whether it's temporary or not, we're, we're back, back top of the league. Definitely. Scotia, your thoughts at full time, mate? Yeah, overall, very pleased. I think Ryan made the point last night that we don't want to throw away all the good work we've done against Celtic. And thankfully, we haven't, because I fully expect them to go on and, and win at home against Ross County today. Um, so that was really important to maintain that. And yeah, as Jamie says, we're now top of the league. Hopefully, a wee draw in there in the derby tomorrow wouldn't, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for us, because... Um, That'll be us at the top of the league and hopefully we can stay there from here on in. That would be the dream, mate. The absolute dream. I thought exactly the same. When I see, they showed the table at the start of the game, I was like, well, we draw them on. It would be quite good for us if we managed to get the three points today and it would keep us top of the league. Uh, but yeah, I say we've managed to get a win. Rangers were not good in many parts today. The whole first half really was pretty poor. Um, we did show different... We showed, our, we showed our determination, we showed our desire. I think in the second half, we showed our, our willingness to just keep going. Uh, and it's just a moment of pure magic from um, James Tavernier that's managed to get us a win. So we'll go for man of the match. Um, Closure, do you want, who's your man of the match today? Yeah, it'll shock no one because when we have games like this, he's the, the man I go to and it's um, Stephen Davis. Um, I just thought he kept it ticking along when we weren't playing well. There was a point in the first half where we had two corners near the end of the first half. We had um, two corners in quick succession and the ball got all the way back to Kent. Kent played it to Davis and Davis hit like two inch perfect passes each time back out to Tav. Um, it was good to see that. And I think just throughout the periods we weren't playing great, him and Kamara as well um, helped us ticking over and didn't get any worse than it could have been at points for us. So yeah, Stephen Davis for me. That's I, I'm never going to argue when you give Steve Davis one of the match. I think the midfield three were, were, were good today. I think they did their job very well. Uh, I really do. It's just the, the lack of the cutting edge at the, the front. Maybe it was the only thing you can be critical of. Jamie, you're a man of the match today. It was Joe Rebo for me today. Uh, I thought he was excellent, even in the first half, in such a frustrating period. Uh, he was looking for the ball. He was always looking to, to drive again picking it up from deep and looking to get forward and create. Um, I thought he had a good second half as well. So, I he was my man of the match. 
I'm going to go along with you, Jamie, and go for Aribo as well. Um, I thought he was great, especially the kind of last 10 minutes, including the five minutes of added on time. His defensive work was literally inspiring. He was winning balls. He, at one point, he won a header and then went out and won a tackle straight after it from the box. Uh, yeah. I, I think he showed he was really up for it. And um, yeah, I'd say a special shout out as well to Kamar Roof. I thought he did a, a great shift on the front line today. Uh, he really did. I think he. He deserved his goal um, for, for the work that he put in. But yeah, it's um, it's three points and we move on, gentlemen, and it's now on to on to Thursday night. So yeah, this week's going to look a wee bit different. As I say, I'm, a, I'm away uh, for work this week and the following week, so it might look a wee bit different in how things are going to work. Should still be able to bring you a club deck corner either Tuesday or Wednesday this week. And the post-match, uh, the reaction for the Leon game will definitely look different. We're going to try we'll trial something out tomorrow to see if it's going to work. But as I say, I am in the southest of south of England, you can imagine, so I'm not going to be about, but we will try and figure something out. But yes, that'll do us for today. Um, Scotia, you can go and enjoy your Saturday now, mate. Thank you for holding off before before, before going to meet Ali, even. Uh, but who cares? It's only Ali, mate. But Scotia, thank you, my man. Ah, cheers. No, he can wait in the pub by himself a wee bit longer. He'll be with all the old, old boys in there, so he'll be having the time of his life. So, ah, he can wait a wee bit longer. But, uh, yeah, cheers, yeah. guys. He will be having the time of his life, mate. He, he, he loves a bit of time with the old boys. Uh, Jamie, thanks very much, mate. Thank you. Yeah, enjoy your, your Saturday, everybody. And uh, top of the league. Top of the league. What a way to finish. So, yes, please do. Um, if you like listening to us, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're trying to close in on a 1,000 subscribers and we're getting closer to it. We really, really are. Um, and like the videos, tell your friends, tell your friends' friends, um, tell them to tune in and check us out. Uh, so until we speak to you again next time, will be Tuesday or Wednesday for Club Deck Corner. We are top of the league. So we are club at 22, the Champions Podcast, and I'll speak to you all next.